What makes a song perfect? Does it get stuck in your head? Give you all the feels? Make you get up and dance? Is it just personal taste? Join us as we attempt to answer these questions and more. This is The Perfect Song. Hello and welcome to The Perfect Song. Uh, This podcast, we try to hone in on what makes a song perfect. And uh, this time around, we're going to be listening to a Dolly Parton song. And it's called Light of a Clear Blue Morning. And this song was nominated by none other than our buddy Mike. So Mike, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about why you chose Light of a Clear Blue Morning? Well, sure. I can do that. Hey. Um, Dolly Parton started gaining fame on the Porter Wagner show, which was in the 60s, and how she started out as the, uh, the female singer, you know, kind of the partner with him. Oh, why do we keep holding on with nothing left to hold on to? Let's be honest with each other. That's the least we can do. Um, and she wanted to branch out on her own, so uh, which he did not like very much um, and caused a big rift between them, even though he still produced her albums later on. They, it, it caused a, a major rift between the two of them, uh, but she still wanted to like create her own solo career. And this song was from the first album after she broke off into a solo career. Uh, the album is called New Harvest First Gathering, so kind of like a new beginning uh, kind of thing. And the album itself... Uh, became number one on the country chart. This uh, was the first single from that. Uh, It uh, went to number 11 on the country chart, and the album was named Favorite Country Album at the 1978 American Music Awards. The story behind it was that she had basically just told him she's leaving, um, and while she was driving down the highway going home, I guess, uh, it was raining, and then suddenly the the, the sky cleared up, and this was she had this uh, idea about the light of a clear blue morning, her new beginning of uh, the the rains parting, and her having this whole thing. And she does put a lot of religion behind her songs too. So uh, not that not this song particularly, but it is one of those things where you find a lot of that. So she does have this sort of like spiritual side to things that she does too. And what I like so much about it is how what how the the way the song structured is really great in in many ways. Where it starts starts off very slow and contemplative, almost this uh, sadness about it. Um, I'm I'm sort of like unclear of like where I'm going to go, and then it builds emotionally. And then suddenly in the second verse, you're, you're jo- she's joined by this choir, almost like saying, you're not alone, we're all in this together kind of thing. And then gets in this, kicks into high gear in this big celebratory sound. Followed by this interesting breakdown that she does. And then goes back into high gear again, even higher than the celebratory one. And like almost like I'm free. And it's like this free song of freedom. 
And I really like how they structured it in such a way where it builds the story. And that's, that's what I like about Dolly Parton's song so much is that she's a really interesting storyteller. If you listen to her lyrics, they're just really thought provoking. I didn't really know Dolly songs until probably in the 90s, 2000s. I really didn't listen to her very much. And then I started getting into her. Uh, so it is something where I was a latecomer to her. But then this song really stood out to me as far as like uh, somebody who is is in that mode of like, what am I going to do right now with my life and inspire, inspiring them to like look to more and you can do it kind of thing. And that's and it just seems like that kind of song, a very strength empowering song. So I, I had heard this song before, but I hadn't really heard it very much. I give it a deeper listen uh, for this show. And, you know, it's a very good song. It it does have that uh, nice structure of starting like slow and quiet and intimate and building towards the end to, I know you made a reference to religion. It, it sounds to me like a revival meeting almost at the, at, at yep. the end. was driving around listening to it and the thought i had was if the righteous gemstones was a drama then this could have been a song at one of their shows you know instead of it being just like a over-the-top comedy um but it is it's a great song she has a great voice and it's not really uh my type of music that i listen to very often so i don't um it, it's not something that beckons to me, but it is a very good song. It's well-structured, so I know Matt's going to love that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, it's a very good song. Yeah. Yes, the structure. It's very <laughs> pleasing to me. Yeah, no, uh, it is a really nice song. I like it. Um, my notes on it from my reaction to listening to it. I hadn't, I, I might have heard it, but I don't remember hearing it. So in my mind, it was like the first time I was really being exposed to the song. I, I got to believe I heard it at some point, but, um, but my notes were, you know, Dolly's voice is fantastic as usual. I love Dolly Parton. Um, and yeah, I have celebration, rebirth and redemption. It definitely has these feelings. Mm -hmm. And like Mike was saying about the structure of the song, how it starts kind of plaintive and calm, really just describing that feeling she had when we saw, when she saw those clouds part, I guess. And then it really builds up. And I do have, uh, a note saying it turns into like a religious revival, like they're in a tent and everyone's mm -hmm. just celebrating, you know, just, you know, that feeling of freedom, finally, you know, finally free and just the celebration. Uh, and I'm very, I feel very happy that Dolly is feeling that way. I, it makes me, <laughs> makes me happy. <laughs> um, I, and like Al said, it's not the kind, uh, the kind of song that, I generally listen to and Dolly Parton is not an artist I, I go to when a song comes on that that like if I'm listening to the radio or it just comes on through a playlist or something I'll listen to it and I enjoy it uh, I think she's awesome as a person as well but generally yeah it's not the kind of uh, song I'd, I'd seek out but I do I do enjoy it so that's what I'll say about that yeah and it it never achieved like you know like her biggest hit I will always love you like her her biggest sure. hit um is probably Jolene, that. mainly probably more Jolene. But I think I will always love you because of Whitney's version it became like the, the massive hit it was and more people knew about it at that point. And that's uh, uh, I will always love you happens to be the song that 
when she was resigning from Wagner show, she sang the song to him when she resigned. Mm. I will always love you. <laughs> so she actually wrote that for that that time. Clearly, Porter didn't buy it because he was bitter and mad. <laughs> Although he, he still produced her. her albums later yeah. on after after that. So, but he did try and sue her. He did. Yeah, there was a there was a whole suit, yeah, a, a whole yeah. lawsuit that was settled out of court, though. So, another Dolly song that people probably know from the movie is Nine to Five. That was another. That's another portion of popular culture that that she inhabits, which is acting. She's very good, um, and that movie is actually a classic. It's a very good movie, fun movie. Arguably one of the best comedies of the eighties. Arguably. Arguably, yeah. Dabney Coleman would say so. Um, but yeah, nine to five. Hmm. That song. I said and... arguably, Alan. <laughs> no, I I would love to argue that. <laughs> We hope you're enjoying this Gen Explainers podcast. Remember to find us and follow us on social media. Give us a like, a follow, or support us on Patreon. And we'd much appreciate a five-star rating on the podcast platform of your choice. Now, let's get back to the show. So let's get to the question. Is it a perfect song? I think we'll go to Alan first. Okay. <laughs> um, I will, it's kind of a hedge, but I will say it is conditionally perfect. It is, I feel a perfect version of that kind of song. Uh, it's not uh, for me, but it is very well done. I can't imagine changing it to improve it. So I'm going to say conditionally perfect. All right. It's kind, of, it's kind of a weasel vote, but whatever. Yeah, I'm going to be similarly weaselly because I, you know, for my verdict on my notes, I have, hmm, because I actually couldn't decide immediately and I was going to let the conversation help me decide. And I, I kind of, I'm with you. It's like, it's kind of conditionally. Now, you say you can't think of things about it that maybe are negative. I have a couple of things and it's a, it's a, a symptom of when it was recorded, okay, from 1978. Mm-hmm. Some of the arrangement of the song is not to my liking. Like some of the way the strings come in and the and some of the uh, the backing vocals, not the uh, choir backing vocals that works for the song perfectly. There's some other little vocal stuff in the middle, like ooh, oops or something's in there that was bothering me. Um, but that said, I think for its intent and what the song's trying to do, it completely works, and it and it is a conditional perfect song. Because it it does really just capture what Dolly wants to say and her feeling and the the ride the song takes you on is that ride and it works in that respect. So that's my weaselly answer. Okay, yeah, I'm just making a note here. No, no future song picks with who who's for Matt. Yeah, who who. <clears throat> okay. Um, no owl songs. <laughs> yeah, and um, mine is actually conditionally too. Um, so. I do think it's a perfect song conditionally. Uh, however, I do like it probably more than you guys do, only because of the fact, as I said, I really just, dis- I discovered Dolly a lot later and I really got into her for a time period. 
Um, and I still like a lot of her stuff. I don't listen to her like I did back probably about 15 years ago. But I really got into her and realized the, the kind of stuff she was writing was really not what I thought it was when I was younger. Um, and I really listened to the lyrics. I watched like a documentary on her and like all these different things. And it was really interesting, her life and what she did. And and I, I think I got more interested in her because I realized all of her all the stuff she did for other people, like her charities, her activism, all that stuff. And it's like really interesting life. And I had a lot more respect and a lot more uh, interest in her as a person than I did her music. But then I listened to her music and really thought there were so many great things. there. I didn't like everything, but I liked a lot of stuff like Jolene and, you know, the covers of that, 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 that the white stripes did and stuff like that. And so, and I never really cared about the Whitney Houston song, I Will Always Love You, but then I listened to Dolly's version and loved it. So right. it is interesting how I I, I, I I, tend to like things that are less produced a lot of times in this mm. particular genre, I found out. Mm. If the less produced, although this song is actually produced quite heavily. I have a note that says it's a, maybe a little overproduced. Yeah, it is a little overproduced, but the thing is, and that's why I say conditionally, because I really think that the, that the song itself speaks volumes uh as as far as like the message of it and the song that's really, I, the song really works it does work. yeah and and i don't really care about like the the religious side of things very much as you know mm-hmm. um and it is something that for me it works on a lot of different levels because it didn't really scream out <laughs> revival to me but i understand that that take on it too because i can totally hear that in it so but yeah, conditionally, it for me, it is something I can't really put my finger on necessarily why I like it so much. But that's sometimes the beauty of a song like this is that it just you hear it and it just you just like it. And yeah, no, it, that's it, what it, it, res- it resonates with you. And it sounds like uh, when you learn more about Dolly's background as a person and some of the context for some of the songs, you were able to appreciate it more. I totally, totally get that. Uh, yeah. So and that, then like, that, yeah, yeah. So that, that that's that's all I have to say about it. I just yeah. It's is it my favorite of her songs? My personal favorite, probably not. But I do think that the song itself, from a songwriting structurally, all all the elements to it really work very well to make it that yeah, high level, high end song, especially for you know the time it was written in too. So. Sure. So I think what we have is a three very wishy-washy answers. Um, so I'm going to say that Mike. No one wants it, to say anything bad about Dolly. I know we love Dolly. <laughs> we do. So for the sake of clarity, I'm going to say Mike says yes. Alan says uh, Alan says yes conditionally, and I say no. There. Now we can do the vote. Oh, well, so you're changing your vote because you said conditionally yes also. Uh, well, I I don't want to have two conditional yeses. I want to have one yes, one no. That averages out to two conditional. Well, now I don't. I, but but if, now I don't. If we were in the same, if we were in the same room, I would just punch both of you. Yeah, I <laughs> well, would. I punch would make, myself. It would make for a better podcast, probably. Yeah, I mean, physical violence sells. That, that exactly. Pie fight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. I won't. I want him and Han try to have concrete. You know how I am. I, no, no, that's fine. No, no, vote the way you want. Two conditional yeses, which just means we're wimps and can't say yes or no we can't commit mike's the only one who says yes and can I stick by his guns so good job mike you're better than us 
Anyway, hey, everybody, thanks for tuning in. <laughs> that was uh, that was Dolly Parton. Light of a clear blue morning. And hey, if you want to put in your two cents and tell us how we are wussies and can't commit to a, a full yes or no, uh, join up on the uh, Facebook page if you do the Facebook. You could put up a comment in the Jet Explainers podcast fan group on Facebook. Or you can always just go Instagram. We're on there too. Just search Jet Explainers. You'll find us. And uh, thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye. And bye. All right. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this Gen Explainers podcast. Follow us on Instagram and friend us on Facebook. Just search for Gen Explainers and find us on Patreon, where you can support the channel and gain access to extended cuts of the podcast as well as exclusive bonus content. See you next time.